For me, it's really lovely, lovely to be able to teach this retreat with Sumeda, who you'll hear in a moment. And Sumeda and I have known each other for about 25 years, and we were nuns together in the Thai forest tradition in the UK for several several years. We overlapped. Um, I was there for about eight years, and you were there for about 10 or 12. 12. 12 years, yes. So we've got 20 years of nunnery between us (laughs) and that partly informed the the theme and intentions for this retreat so with all our retreats here at Gaia House you know the primary thing and the primary gift that you give yourself by coming on a retreat is to give some time of stepping out from the the pressures or the demands or the concerns of your of regular life as best possible because of course they come with us also but at least the immediate action pressures and to have some time to really um, take time with ourselves let the body, heart and mind slow down listen more deeply to ourselves and tune in to timeless qualities of wisdom and compassion that in this tradition um, We kind of explore the way that those are opened up for us um, by the Buddha and the Buddhist tradition. But of course we also, you know, we bring many other streams of those things with us. And um, they're they're symbolised here in this meditation hall by the statue of the Buddha, representing wisdom, we could say, wisdom and awakenedness. And Kuan Yin, about whom we'll say more, who's the Bodhisattva of compassion. She represents compassion. And those are the two sort of core things that we are seeking to develop. And we've found through our practice, the way that we've been, we were taught and practiced together, that some of the more traditional elements of uh, practice, aside from just, if you like, just meditation, but these more, some of these more ritual aspects of practice, such as bowing and chanting, that we're going to be offering on this retreat, have been really rich um, supports for us. Um, sometimes, and I also called this retreat um, the practice of the heart, to just point to the fact that we, you know, often the way that we approach things in our culture is so head-led, and we need our heads, but we also need the the heart to be on it online, and the body and the head and the heart to be kind of working as one. And these practices offer a kind of a road into that. And so our invitation is that you jump into them and explore them with a sense of curiosity and to do it playfully. You know, there's, you don't have to become a signed-up Buddhist to do this stuff and you don't have to continue it after you leave the retreat in order for it to be valuable for you. Some of you may want to do that. But there's a power towards doing something together in community that can be very supportive. It's also a practice that is often best done in community. And lots of us, I think, over the last few years especially, have really recognised you know, how valuable 
community and practicing, even sitting in silence in the company of each other can be when we've not had the opportunity to do that. So, you know, we really want to um, support giving ourselves and one another that opportunity. So our invitation is that you just kind of throw yourself into what's offered here um, as best you can and in the way that feels comfortable enough for you and what you do with it afterwards. It doesn't really matter because what's important will have been absorbed and and learned and you can take the bits that are useful and find your own way of giving expression to them going forwards. And we want to ease into this slowly, so tomorrow um, we're not really going to get into these more um, ritualistic or the the, the more, yeah, the bowing and the chanting and those things um, until we've had a day or so of settling in. So we'll start to do some of that later tomorrow. But the practice tomorrow is really just to arrive and get into a rhythm of sitting and walking and get used to being here at Gaia House or back at Gaia House and that we all just kind of slow down together and get established in some um, simple but not easy meditation practice which we'll give you more guidance with tomorrow and just let, let the body, the heart and the mind start to cohere a little bit. Um, So the schedule for tomorrow, I don't know if it's gone up yet, but it will be up at the end of the evening, and tomorrow morning is just a a rhythm of um, sitting and walking meditations. And as Ed said, the bell, the wake-up bell tomorrow morning will be half an hour, you get to lie in. Uh, the the wake-up bell tomorrow will be at 6.30 and at 7 o'clock there will be a half-hour silent meditation so we won't be giving any instructions at that time in in this hall and everybody is very welcome but if you're feeling very tired if you've just, you know, you've had a journey today it's all very new If if you need to sleep in tomorrow morning you're welcome to do that. So come to the sitting if you if you feel up for it. If it's more helpful for you to just uh, sleep a bit longer, that's okay tomorrow morning. And we'll get heavy on you after that. <laughs> um, and then we'll start offering instructions from, from 9 o'clock. Um, and we will... Um, make opportunities over the next few days to meet with you in small groups Um, and those will start the day after tomorrow after you've had a chance to settle in but if anybody feels they need some support before that you're welcome to reach out to us via a note on the notice board and we'll respond to you and we can make space to um, meet with people as needed Anything else I need to say? Okay, so I'll pass the baton to Sumeda and say a bit more about the retreat container and shape. So, hello, can you hear me okay? Does it sound okay? Great. 
Um, so I just wanted to say a little bit about, um, as Jai has been saying, this is like a really precious opportunity for us to come together with a shared intention for practice together, and particularly post-COVID and all the rest of it. It's, uh, it's maybe a while for some, of, for some of us since we've been doing this, or we've met each other on Zoom. There's people here who I've met via Zoom. And, uh, and we haven't met each other in person, and there's something very precious about this opportunity to come here in body <laughs> and touch the earth together and practice together. And so there's something about uh, the way we can hold this retreat together. So we'll be offering some teachings, but each one of us is, is participating in the, how this retreat unfolds. And so um, one part of that, um, so Ed mentioned and Jaya mentioned, is that the retreat will be held in silence that may be new for some people. Or maybe you've been on lots of retreats and it's like old hat. Um, but I would suggest whatever it is, it's like to come to this experience freshly because silence is... Um, it can really allow us a space for our mind to open and to start to perceive things differently. So um, most of us will have been travelling today and when we're travelling, we're probably, well, hopefully we're looking at the road if we're in the car, but, you know, if we're on a train, it's like I arrived from France on the train and everybody was on their phones, like, pretty much the whole time. So there's very little space for anything beyond the habitual loops to enter. And so as we come into silence together, it can actually be quite uncomfortable because we're used to a lot of stimulus and we're used to hooking onto a lot of things and what do we do in the silence? And so there's the structure of the retreat to help to hold us, there's teachings. And I'd also really encourage you to lean into the silence as uh, something that can be incredibly supportive and softening it's like as if we're opening a space of listening within ourselves. And, and we know when someone's listening to us, if they're quiet in their being, there's a different quality of presence. And so silence can be something very, very deep to rest into. But it can take a while to get a taste for, but it can be a real gift. Um, and it can help us to go beyond our habitual ways of relating. So everything we know about ourselves, everything we think about ourselves, everything we like, everything we don't like, all that's going to come up, but we can hold it in a space of silence and we're not acting it out. So it slows down, it gets the chance to unfold and transform. <clears throat> so... Uh, to really give this space and chance for the magic to work. So that means the library is out of bounds. <laughs> and uh, we, would, uh, we have this lovely basket that we'll bring out at the end of the meditation. And we really invite you to, uh, to leave your phones in there if you wish to. Um, because with all the will in the world, it can be very hard to resist the temptation sometimes. So um, 
you're very welcome to hand in your phone if you wish, and there'll be there's, there'll be papers and elastic bands and pens. You can put your name on it, and then they'll be put in a safe, so they'll be kept in a safe place, and you'll get them back on the last morning of the retreat, so in time to be able to move on comfortably. Um, and related to that, we'd suggest that even if you do keep your phone, please really do not take, don't wander around taking photographs, don't um, just give yourself the space from all of that. We're not trying to capture something, we're learning to be in something. Um, And journaling, if you uh, have a habit of journaling and it's really helpful for you and it feels really like it can be something supportive for you in the retreat, then of course we're not going to say don't do it, but to do it in a way that is sensitive to other people, so in your private space or away in the grounds or something. So... Um, And then, as Jaya was saying, this is also, it's not... um, it's not to be taken as something heavy either or hard or disconnecting. So as Jaya was doing, getting us to meet each other, it's like we can, it's just inviting a sensitivity. So if you're approaching somebody and they clearly don't want eye contact, then it's like to not impose on them, to not like, <laughs> you know, it's like just to be sensitive. But if somebody is really open to that, then that's all right too, you know. So it's, it's actually just asking for a sensitivity that is inherent in us and we forget about it because we're walking on our things. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so this kind of silence asks for a kind of gentleness and also a sense of safety. Um, and this is also how we can help to hold each other in the retreat. Um, so most of you will know that in coming to a house we agree to hold the, these things called the five precepts in coming here and at the back of the hall um, there are the chanting sheets which each of you can take one of um, <clears throat> to keep in the hall so when we're chanting together we'll need them but on the back of that there's, the, there's a list of the, these five precepts for you to contemplate um, and what I really, how I like to contemplate these is not as dogmas or as things that uh, we have to relate in a certain way, but as reminders of harmlessness and of uh, carefulness in our behaviour, sensitivity in about our behaviour. Um, so, for instance. Uh, the first precept, which here is translated as, I undertake the training to refrain from intentionally taking the life of any living creature. So um, it's a training. It's a way of contemplating how we live harmlessly. So it's not a right wrong. It's a training. And that we can be sensitive to each other. And the positive version, I can, to learning to treat life with kindness, care and respect. So I'd really encourage you to look through these precepts and to contemplate how we can engage with them um, as we're holding this retreat together. So to refrain from taking that which is not given and to cultivate generosity. Um, That's the second precept. 
uh, to this one, and this one is important. The third precept: I undertake the training to refrain from misuse of sexuality and the senses. So, in retreat, we're agreeing to be celibate. Um, but uh, especially as an ex-nun, <laughs> I really like to emphasise that I, this is not because I think sexual energy is really wrong, or you know, it's like. Um, it's that actually um, we create such a lot of persona and we impose so much on others sometimes with our sexual desires and what we want, what we don't want. And actually the space of retreat is one where we need to be able to trust to open without being projected on in that way or projecting on others in that way. So it's a real way of creating a safety that is very, very important. Um, and that's something that we're doing together Um, so this is a continuity of practice that is coming through the sensitivity in our behaviour and then the fourth precept to refrain from harmful speech Uh, well we're going to be silent so that can seem quite easy but internally how are we dialoguing you know are we beating ourselves up or are we criticise? you know, are we like, I'm being silent, but I'm actually like sending out the machine guns, you know? It's like, we, it, it can refine um, in our awareness. Uh, and then the last one, to reframe from intoxication, which leads to care, carelessness, that's related to cultivating uh, mindfulness, clarity, and wisdom. So this is very powerful, you know, these five precepts, they really are a way of reminding us to continually cultivate a sense of presence and sensitivity and to hold this retreat together in that way. And also to not get too complicated or judgmental about it. Um, so we also uh, really want to... Something I really love in practice and something that is very present in retreat places is also a sense of simplicity. So silence, a sense of safety and the simplicity. I mean, uh, So each one of you is going to be doing a yogi job for an hour. Uh, I guess it's about an hour a day, is it? Yeah. And um, it's probably a lot simpler than your life at home. So your food is being prepared for you. You know, the place is being kept clean. We're all doing that together. Actually, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I might be a bit washing up over in the, <laughs> the teacher's wing. But um, it's... But you're going to be working quite hard, I think, my dear. So... So... Um, there's something about allowing ourselves to settle into the simplicity of the, of the retreat place, into the fact you don't have to think about what's for lunch and how it's going to get together. And uh, um, So that can really give a slowing down and a spaciousness, especially if you're working here habitually. It might be a very different experience. And to take in the, sim- the simplicity and the blessedness of this space, that this has been a space that has been... Uh, a cultivation of practice, whether in work or in uh, formal meditation or in generosity. It's a real gathering place of blessings of practice. Um, 
And we can take that in if we can let ourselves simplify down into it, just the beauty of the grounds and the trees and the space and the food that's offered. So let ourselves be nourished by that. And this is all part of what we're calling devotional practice, but it's not really. It's just simple presence and appreciation. And another thing about the, um, the, the fifth precept around you know, keeping the mind clear by not consuming drugs and alcohol and things, that doesn't apply to any prescription medication that you're on, that you've been given. It's really important that you, you keep that going. So sometimes people have a question about that. You know, I should kind of go completely purist and not ingest any mind-altering substance of any sort. But if you're on a prescription medication, please carry on with it. If there are questions that come up you've forgotten, you know, please ask us a note, or they'll be from time to time. We invite questions in the hall, also, you can ask us. So, two, two more things, little things that we'll, we want to do this evening. One is a, a little mini retreat entering ritual that I like to do and then we'll have a short guided meditation to close the evening so I know you've been sitting a lot Um, you might want to get up and stretch but let's just do our little ritual and then we can have a a stretch and uh, and sit a short sitting together so my ritual is not you you can't all see them because of weather but there's uh, three candles on a um, table next to Sumeda And um, I like to light these three candles to symbolise our connection with the world beyond this retreat space in time and in space. And to recognise that what we're doing here together um, has a ripple effect into the rest of the world. It actually um, has an effect on those who come after us. We're practicing in many ways here to try to do our bit to make the world a better place for those who come after us, Mm. to try to be good ancestors to our descendants, even if not they're not our biological descendants, but all those who, who follow in our footsteps. So in that respect, I'd like to invite somebody to be the representative of the good ancestor in all of us and to come up in a moment and light a candle on behalf of all those who will come after us for whom we can consider ourselves to be practising. And then at the same time we also carried in a tradition and carried on the shoulders of all those who have gone before us who've practised in this tradition and in other wisdom traditions before us, all those who've supported us in our own life and made it possible for us to be here. So all these ancestors who feed into what we're doing at the moment. And so maybe somebody, one of the younger people, can represent the child or the descendants in all of us and light a candle for our ancestors. 
And then somebody also can light a candle for all of us who are here in the middle, in this moment, right here, right now, at this very difficult time of being, you know, both the ancestors and the descendants and the people in between and all those who are alive at this moment. And it can be helpful sometimes when we feel very um, kind of collapsed into our own um, concerns and difficulties or feeling alone in what we're doing to actually remember the kind of bigger... um, bigger field in which we're doing this and to to connect with that. So just to mark our retreat by dedicating it in this way to those who are coming after us, those who've gone before and all those with whom we're sharing this beautiful struggling planet at this time, human and non-human. So is there a senior member of this community who would like to come up and light the candle on behalf of uh, the next generations. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. who'd like to come up and light a candle for our ancestors. Under the, under the age of 30, thank you. who've gone before us and if there are particular people that you want to hold in mind when we light these candles and somebody who'd like to light a candle for all of us here in the middle thank you with whom we share the world at this particular moment. May they all benefit from our practice together. just by reading a poem by the Irish uh, poet-philosopher John O'Donoghue, which is a reminder to me of the slowing down um, and gentleness that can be so helpful in meditation. 
You have travelled too fast over false ground. Now your soul has come to take you back. Take refuge in your senses. Open up to all the small miracles you rushed through. Become inclined to watch the way of the rain when it falls slow and free. Imitate the habit of twilight, taking time to open the well of colour that fostered the brightness of day. Draw alongside the silence of stone until its calmness can claim you. Be excessively gentle with yourself. Gradually you will return to yourself, having learned a new respect for your heart and the joy that dwells far within slow time. So slowing down and allowing ourselves to arrive here. So this body, this mind, this heart that have all been moving so quickly. Like we can let this, we're choosing to come to stillness with our body. We feel where your body is touching the earth. Very simply. In the bottom, your legs, your feet. Letting the weight of your body invite you down towards the ground. (coughs) And noticing how just that can invite you into more of a sense of slowing down. Feeling the support of the earth underneath you. And maybe letting yourself take a few breaths, deep, deep breaths if you need to. of the body, the touch of the earth, remind you that you're welcome and you can arrive here. Gently, so not in a harsh, judging way, but very gently noticing your posture. So how we establish our body for meditation can um, really um, be a moment where we learn about gentleness and listening. So letting your attention 
from the contact with the earth to the <coughs> hip area, the pelvis. Noticing if your pelvis is balanced front to back, side to side. And letting yourself move slightly if you need to, to find where your spine can rise naturally towards the sky. Noticing if you're forcing and seeing if instead you can invite your body, welcome your body to be here and invite it to find a place where your spine rises naturally, balanced and strong. sitting, even if we're lying down we can uh, explore our posture like this, where is there balance, where is there ease, and where is there alertness. all the time with this uh, sense of inviting ourselves to arrive. All the time noticing the welcome of this earth underneath us. Of this space of this uh, meditation hall. stories. All the time your body is just sitting, resting on this earth, supported and nourished. Welcome. There's a lovely Im- there's an image that I love of <clears throat> the Buddha after all his many lifetimes of striving to be enlightened. <coughs> and uh, the historical Buddha seeing one teacher after the other, going to one extreme after the other. And then remembering when he was a child sitting at the root of a tree and the natural ease that arose in him. The natural uh, stability and sensitivity of heart. And 
we remind ourselves that meditation can also be this learning to arrive naturally into our being. Listening. Awake. So giving ourselves this time to do this. The gentleness to do this. And the reminder that we're supported. We're held and nourished by this earth underneath us. So if your mind gets lost, gets complicated, we can just invite ourselves back to just where your body is touching the earth. Feel your stability. Feel how you're connected to the earth. There's a there's a meeting. Feel also the aliveness of this being here. Just this very simple contact of where your body touches the earth. attention to come within our body and to settle. A bit like a water drop drops naturally towards the ground. We can let our attention drop down into the body and feel where the Contact with the earth is holding us, welcoming us. Inviting us to be here.
So we're coming towards the end of the, the session for this evening. But just really taste into this moment of quiet and of stillness, like the stillness of our body right now. to keep touching the earth (coughs) as we walk as we go to our room get washed lie down there's always this invitation to listen within simply Feel the touch of the earth underneath you as you do your ordinary things. And feel maybe how different that is 